Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. advice from old pro turkey hunters like this the turkeys typically don't like i think more times than not to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning especially after he gets up it's a blinding thing it, it it's just like you it's hard for you to see into the sun mm-hmm. so if i have a choice i'm going to try to make it so that i'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 445, a season recap with Jeff Buds, and I am your co-host, and the guy who says that he's up to number nine now. And I'm your co-host, and the guy's ready to do it again. Yeah. What are you going to do again? <laughs> record this intro, because both of us forgot to hit record on the last round. What? That does. That, Two professionals like us would never make a rookie mistake like that. That only happens every other episode, but hey, that's why the content's so good. We do it twice every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you can't get some practice in, you're just not a true professional. That's a fact. But I do have an announcement as far as uh, the, the guy who, but I'm going to go with the guy who is excited because Turkeys for Tomorrow, Two Rivers Chapter, which I announced the last episode we had, has launched, and we are now on social media. So just letting you guys know if you want to go follow Two Rivers TFT, that's T-W-O, Rivers TFT, on Instagram, or Two Rivers Turkeys for Tomorrow on Facebook. We're on both Facebook and Instagram. 
or you can email two rivers tft at gmail.com two rivers tft at gmail.com if you want to get involved so this will be the first turkeys for tomorrow chapter in tennessee and we're going to be based out of jackson tennessee and if you want to follow along on social media or email i'll be announcing soon our first event which will hopefully be occurring in august and i'll have more details next week when we announce that but i don't want to announce prematurely just in case we have to change date or time or something and once that cat's out of the bag it's hard to tell everybody to change plans you know so we'll announce that once it's finalized and in stone but we'll be soon so tune in on social media give us a follow and we're going to raise some money for tennessee turkeys very cool that's exciting stuff cool to be part of the a new chapter first chapter you know something that tft is bringing into existence yes you know that that's going to be pretty neat yeah very exciting stuff so be a little work but hey i take a lot from wild turkeys in my opinion or at least attempt to by scaring them all missing them mostly every day of the season and giving many turkeys ptsd from being shot at three times by me mm-hmm. so in order to give back to those turkeys that suffer from stress disorders that i cause them i would like to be part of tft in tennessee and get some money back to go towards whatever we deem is the most necessary pot for turkeys so research habitat enhancement trapping i hope all of our TFT members in Tennessee will make their voices known on what they think that should be, you know, when the time comes after we get through fundraising and we'll use our funds for that. Yeah. So Very should cool. be good. Thank Tell you, me, man. I'm I'm guessing since I've heard this once, oh, but I guessed it on. right on the first episode that we did. didn't record. Nine represents Alvin and the gang, the chipmunks themselves, of which you so furiously pursue. I have a genuine hatred of the striped chipmunk. (laughs) You pursue the chipmunk such as Jeff Buds pursues the turkey grand slam. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of similarity there now that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's, you know, if they weren't so dang destructive, I I don't think I would really care. Well, their bark annoys me. Mm. And so, yeah. It's a good thing turkeys' gobbles don't annoy me, and I like them, because I would be sheer heck on wheels for wild turkeys all (laughs) over again, nonstop, year-round, if their gobble annoyed me like a chipmunk's bark annoys me. So, anyway, yeah, trying to wear some out. I still have not found one that can swim, but I'm not going to give up. I will continue to try. Many years in the making. Yes. When I succeed, you all will be the first to know. So but you good. bring up you bring up a good comparison, a good point there about Bud's pursuing wild turkeys and how feverishly he gets after it like I do the chipmunks. And so, yeah, we've absolutely. got Bud's on the show today to chat with us about turkeys, Grand Slams, Super Slams, Osceola's. Rios, Merriams, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, we go around the horn with Jeff, you know, just a overall turkey talk and check-in type episode. No no particular topic in mind. 
anybody's out there listening, they're not familiar with Jeff Buds. He's not exactly a huge social media presence, but he has got over 100 grand slams. So I would certify him as very knowledgeable about the wild turkey. Mm-hmm. And a super slam, and not only does that for himself, but guides multiple grand slams for clients every year and his family. So the man has been around a few turkeys in his life. Yeah. And. <laughs> I he's, think he's worth listening to. So he's toted out a few turkeys in his life. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been around a couple. He's heard a few gobbles. He's heard a few gunshots. I think he's he's a great guest to have, all-around great guy. Really yeah. enjoy talking to Jeff, uh, especially in Nashville, the times I've gotten to meet him. Just a super dude. He is. So what do you say? Why don't we hop in here, get Jeff Buds rolling? Y'all grab your pen and paper for some notes, and we'll see you guys after the interview. Hey, everybody. Cameron and I are glad to tell you we have on the phone with us tonight the one and only Jeff Buds. And if you guys don't know who Jeff Buds is by now, well, I just don't even know what to tell you. Jeff, you've been on the show probably other than me and Cameron more than anybody else. That's scary. That's sad. Don't you know other people that you like? I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thanks for the intro. Well, good. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure, always. And I've, you know, it's been a while since we talked, like, oh, February at the NWTF convention, because I've been very much wrapped up in Andy land, and that is a scary place to be. And so I'm just tickled to have you on the phone today and check in with you, see how things are going, and also hear about your turkey season this past year. So, how is everything in Jeff Bud's world that is non-turkey related? How's the family and everybody doing? Thanks for asking. The family is everybody's good. No news is good news, which uh, you know it's awesome, as you know. A lot of balls in the air and and uh, graduations and school yeah. endings and summer projects and all that good stuff. And a new five-year-old last week, so it's uh, yeah, it goes quick, you know. Five years old. Goodness gracious, love. Yeah. It does go quick. Well, they they all went out to. So Jenny way back said, we're all going to be together for Mother's Day. And so, I mean, what do you do? Well, (laughs) so Mother's Day was May 13th and Uh I shipped them all out to Denver. They flew in at noon. I dropped off two of my Grand Slam hunters. And so I, you know, the. One of the biggest parts of what I do is the logistics and I book everybody in slots and I have to, and I literally am started with my Excel sheet right now for our, for next year. And I had booked them to come in on Saturday at 10, 10 AM on the 13th. We went to South Dakota, the whole family, plus the 18 year old's boyfriend who's been around for a year and a half and is a great guy. They all are until they're not right. <laughs> and, uh, so they went out and we shot Miriam's and then we went down the, we drove the five hours of South Dakota, got Miriam's. And then we, on mother's day, woke up, you know, at a nice brisk three forty-five wake up call. And, nice. but for Easterners, you know, it's five forty-five. which for my wife, she through the year, she wakes up earlier than me and gets less sleep. Well, earlier than me. she goes to bed earlier, but anyway, it was, it was awesome. The kids got up and it's always easy to wake up for something fun. But they uh, and then we went the five whatever and a half hours down to Kansas and all shot Rios. So we knocked off a bunch of family grand slams. 
um, and had some good quality five days together in the midst of a five week road trip for me. So it's, it's awesome to couple all of what I do and, and they have such a passion for it. You know, when we first started dating, so we've been married just six years the other day. So eight years ago, I said, all right, you're going to do a grand slam with me and, and no ifs, ands, and buts after that you don't ever have to hunt again, but I want you to do it one time. So, you know, when I'm wherever I am and you just know what it's like, it's no bars, it's no strip joints, it's no gambling. It's, it's very little sleep. It's doing what we all love. And anyway, so she did it the first time and said, man, I mean, anytime you have an opening, let's go. And so we, we've, uh, we had a great spring, everybody, you know, I'm, you know, I'm strong down here with the Osceola's and then the Grand Slam guys take me, take me across the rest of the country. And, you know, as, as you guys know, I know you take other people as well. And, and if you're not going to be pulling the trigger yourself, it's sure incredible to be a part of the whole game, the chess match, the, the battle, the strategize and everything that we do to, uh, to, to accomplish what we're after. And, uh, I've made that my my passion, my living, my profession, and uh, it's it's gone well to now, you know. Heck yeah, awesome. man, that's awesome. I mean, I'm just that you're able to get all of that put together logistically, and then you know I'm not surprised at all that you guys just totally whack some turkeys because that's the Jeff Bud's way. But you know, just making all of that happen, making it happen on Mother's Day weekend, a long Mother's Day weekend for you and the family. That is just too cool. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out well, worked out well. And, you know, I don't know where you guys were on that, that week of May, but from, if you looked at the map, if you, if anybody in the country, especially the South would have looked at that map and not looked at any state boundaries, no lines, nothing, they would have said, wow, what's that hurricane's name? And the 10th of May, I forget, I think it was there, a storm came in and it circled and it was there for three days. It was from South, middle South Dakota to middle Kansas. So the whole state of Nebraska got more rain than they've ever seen. Well, you know, what my, one of my landowners is 70 some years old and he said, this is the most rain we've, it, they had seven inches in less than 24 hours oh, and wow. over seven inches. And for that country, and you guys know you've traveled, you've done it. People just don't realize what it's like to drive on Crisco. And <laughs> un, unfortunately, my family took the brunt of it. We, we worked hard. We, I had saved some, some, uh, I don't say yard birds, but I'd save some easy spots and some birds that I've been washing, watching. But uh, when that Crisco effect happened, it took a lot of the property and a lot of the birds out of the way. So we really had to struggle. And, and that, again, that's part of it. And you guys have walked in those same shoes, whether it's for yourself or for some helping somebody else or being a part of it in any way, shape or form. When Mother Nature or whatever throws a curveball your way, that is part of this allure that we when when. Somebody says, because now, you know, we talk, the Grand Slam is just, it's sort of off the back. It's, it's the Super Slam is what we talk about. And over the course of the three-month spring hunting season, 
the curveballs that are thrown into it with the transmissions or the, uh, I don't know, you name it. You guys know. You, you want to throw out any variable of our financial, medical, family, children, bosses, whatever. And, and that's part of it. When anybody says, man, I did it. I, I just finished my grand slam or my super slam, or they say I'm working on my super slam. The first thought is if they finished it, wow, you went through a bunch. Or if they're in the midst of it, oh, what state are you at? Oh, I'm at 22. Wow. You got a lot ahead of you, buddy. And you better be ready for it. And yeah. those for the working guy, um, because most of everybody I deal with, in this in this capacity are folks that are they can knock off two or three or four thousand dollars a spring they're not trying to knock off a grand slam of sheep that's going to cost them a million dollars i mean it's not even it's not even in my wheelhouse i mean it's it's just so far-fetched and i'm so neurotic and ocd and whatever letters you want to put in there i couldn't even think about i don't even put in for a draw for the bighorn even though I've got an incredible spot and all, all that, I couldn't because if I got one, my everything I am would say, "Oh, you've, now you got to get the other three. So I won't even do it because you know it's just not even. It, it's just so. But but our Super Slam is just such a incredible that that uh, and it's not for everybody. I mean, you guys know. I mean, it it it, it takes a long time and it's a commitment. And it's yeah. something that's bittersweet when you finish. I had two great friends that finished this year. They, last year, it's so crazy. They know each other of just like all of us, of of both you guys and myself, of us speaking together, of you speaking to how many other friends. Hey, man, I'm in uh, whatever you name the state, Minnesota, whatever. Not Delaware or Nevada, which is the toughest, but I'm in some abs crazy state, and, man, I'm struggling. I need some help. What do you got? You got anybody? Blah, blah, blah. And you think, first comment is, man, why couldn't you have told me, like, you know, weeks ago you were going there? <laughs> and then, but, but they both had two states left last year, and both wives put the hammer down on them when they had the states. And I was a part of, of one, one friend's both states, uh, Connecticut and New York, and the other friend, Pennsylvania and get a second state he had, but I was a part of it. And, and because they're friends and I was so cool, Hey, wh- you know, when are you going to finish? And they both had within 10 days of each other sent a text. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to finish it. And oh. this year I'm going to do it next year. And it was one of those, qu- one of those statements that you don't even want to answer the text because you don't want to know the answer. Why who yeah. died or what, financial catastrophe just happened because you, you you just then you're gonna have to follow up with man i'm really sorry da, 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 da. so if you just don't know it's okay and then later on say july okay lee what happened what, what happened you know and he goes man i and and it went into the you know the graduation was coming prom was coming uh da 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 and and the missus was was so fed up with everything else. She said, I need help with mom now and you need to stay home. Okay. Because yeah. as you guys both know, you have signatures and they know how much this means to us. And, and I, and I know it's not just guys. I know women that are chasing their, their super slams as well. So the significant other, when they say it's, you need to be home, they know what it means to us. Yeah. And, and, uh, when, when that call comes, you just don't even, you don't yeah. even, you don't squabble. question it. You, say, you go yep, home. Yep. Yep. 
you go home with a smile on your face. That's just right. like when you go home after your eight day trip, you've gotten an average of three and a half hours of sleep. You've driven 7,000 miles. You've saved every penny to do this. You've bargained and you've, you've spent less than anybody else that could have done it when you did it, the normal, you know, guides are eating out at big restaurants and all this stuff. And you get home, you think you get to say, oh, honey, guess what I've done for the last 10 days? Uh-uh. You, you show up with a smile on your face and you say, hey, what chores are, are, need to be done? Hey, can I take <laughs> the kids here or there? Uh, da, 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 whatever it is. And you just suck it up because that's what you got to do. It's just like mom's lives. I mean, you know, we just, we had our mother's day, father's day, of course, was Sunday, but they need a mother's month because, and, and then maybe later on after that, they have a turkey hunters like week or something to get to celebrate and appreciate, you yeah. know, but anyway, that's yeah, the, it wouldn't work out too well to come home and be like, you know, I'm just worn out from turkey hunting the baby tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I get a massage, honey? <laughs> my back is sore from hunting, hauling all those gobblers out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really had it, honey. Let me tell you about. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. No. And, the, and that, the brakes on the is, truck squealing. Do you mind just going on out and changing those too? I'm pretty sure they're worn yeah, out. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was hey, there's sick. a cooler and stuff. That lunch meat's been in there for probably a week. Will you check that and see if it's, <laughs> you know we need to recycle it in or just you know goes to the dogs? You know, thanks, honey. Yeah. Man, you get it right between the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, no doubt. do you have any goals with turkeys that you're pursuing now? I know you did the 12 month slam, which was awesome. I, I think I spoke that into existence. I was like, man, I'm surprised nobody's ever done that. And then, like, 12 months later, Jeff Buds had done it. But are you yep. Yep. doing anything unique right now that you're chasing with turkeys? I. I've I've got a good one coming, but I can't let the cat out of the bag. But I promise you, we're going to talk about it when it's applicable. And you're going to go, no freaking way. Only Jeff Buds would try something like that. So we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, uh, my head, you know, people just like that 12 months, Cameron, somebody, you know, I, I and I said this uh, when I just hated when people in posted a full strutter in December and said, man, I wish I could be hunting turkey. I can't wait till March or April yeah. or whatever. And I said, you know what, you don't need to, which, you know, I do stuff. I mean, we all, at the end of the day, I mean, you say it, oh, I do stuff for others. It's, and, and, you know, like the grandmother gives a present and go, oh, she gets more joy out of giving than getting. I get that. And I didn't do it to try and get anything out of it. I did it to show, you know, I did it to be able to hunt and have a good excuse. And, uh, but, uh, besides subsequently, I've got two guys and, and it won't be many, but you know, it's a nice little summer kiss to get two guys. So there's four birds. So that's a nice little chunk of little gas money and grocery money and take mom on vacation, something or whatever. But I've got two guys. So we start because the Florida deal, you know, is July and that's the only state in July and August is Florida. And, uh, they, they start, it's, uh, the 29th this year and then it'll go the 28th next year. And then it goes back to August, I think it's third, second, first, and then it goes to July 31st. So there's three years that nobody can hunt in July. August is always open with Florida. So I've got this year and next year for the 12 monther, and I've got, you know, two guys coming now. I've got, I don't know, probably three or four that are talking about that, but there's 
always stuff. And I mean, it's nice that, uh, uh, you know, Maine was always the only June and now uh, Wisconsin and Michigan opened up in June. So that makes it easier. Um, you know, so there's always, always things to do and chase, you know, goals here and there, but yes, Cameron, I've got a, I'd like to think of a big one coming up, but, but, uh, you, you guys will be the first to know publicly how's that sound? I assumed there would be something you, you are not one who just gets satisfied with the past accomplishments. You're always scheming for something new to, to conquer. I mean, so, you know, we all, and, and again, you guys do this and you're good at it and, and accomplish because you walk in the exact same shoes. And, and there is definitely a difference between a guy that puts in for his weekend, whether with the wife or the boss, and just puts a weekend into it. Hey, did you get a bird this year? No, I didn't, man. I came close two mornings and then we rained and then I got a call and I had to leave in or you know, most of norm, the guys, they go the first morning, they're out there for the weekend. They get their Friday night late. They go the first morning, all rambunctious. They're back at camp at noon. And then the second morning, they sleep in. And then they go out for an hour or so, and they go back, and they pack up, and they go home with the tail between the legs. Um, but, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to really dedicate and say, I'm going to do this. And, and it's not just in turkey hunting. Um, it, you know, it's whatever. If, if, say, if I'm all in, I'm all in and I'm, I'm going to get it. And at the end of it, you know, I tell these kids and I have kids, of course, in my own life and I, but I've mentored and I've coached teached all that stuff. You're going to miss every shot you take, you know, and there's so many little cliches that we can all say, but unless you do this and you draw, you know, so I started off with you guys have walked in my shoes, this, this neurotic turkey and it doesn't have to be just the super slam shoes but but traveling and what keeps me up other than sunflower seeds and dental floss and books on tape is just thinking and my head smoke if you'd look you wouldn't even look with a microscope there's smoke that comes out of my ears just mm-hmm. thinking about what could be how could be, you know, a grand slam of true doubles, grand slam of shooting with my off hand, left hand for me. You know, I've gone through the gauges. I've got a couple. You know, I want to get a musket. You know, I want to, you know, there's certain things and, you know, but anyway, there's always. And But for now, I'm very unique in that I'm, I start off after convention when I saw you guys last, you know, it's youth weekend. And it starts the end of February and it goes, you know, I got back at the end of May, the third week of May. So I've been out of it for a month. But, uh, you know, I get such a fix of it in being part of that game. It really helps out as instead of me pulling the trigger, being right there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, how how did Florida turn out for you as far as clients go? You you guys, did you bat 100 we, I, I have never batted, batted a perfect score. I had two hunters that did not get their birds, but for the, the, everybody that came down and all the birds, they'll be the first guys in here next year. They had the one was here opening week of Southern zone. And the other one was here for opening day of opening weekend of central zone. And when I tell you, you know, I looked at him and go, man, you guys just aren't living right because I mean, because I got a bunch of properties and I move people around. I've got cam cameras out. I've got landowners. I've got guides. And when I show them a picture of a 
Tom strutting next to the blind that's out that they just left an hour before. Yeah. And, you know, the one guy the first week, we had three kids come and two dads and three kids and the three kids and the one dad all got their bird i mean it was unbelievable you know i'm talking a seven-year-old a nine-year-old 11-year-old or whatever to 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 finish their grand slams i mean these dads are dedicated and they know what they're doing and the one dad i'm just like i can't believe it i'm so sorry you're coming back whenever you want to come back you're coming back it's on me and he goes hey bud i get it it's it was it's for me it was all about those kids my nine-year-old just got his finished his grand slam i don't care about anything you know and and just i I, this all goes back to life but how nice is it to deal with people and he'll come back and hunt with you for nothing i guarantee that but the answer two people that didn't get their birds out of all the guys that i did is unbelievable because there's no you know i'm the biggest guy that does osceolas in florida so and I've never, when I did my first year, I probably did seven birds. The second year I did, I was in the teens. I've never been a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, so, it takes anyway. one missed shot and that's the only opportunity that hunter gets, you know, on the, on the trip and you're not, you're not a hundred, you know, I mean, yeah. so yeah. much is beyond your control. Yeah. That's solid, yeah. man. That's that's a heck of a good season right there. Turkey yeah. hunting. Yeah. If anybody yeah. can bat a thousand on turkey hunting, they're they're doing something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Especially you could almost say they're not trying hard enough, couldn't you? Oh well, trust me, I put the screws to them, and they were they both tried, and and you guys know there are some oh, people no. that you know they think it's the first hour at lat here or there. But I tell everybody, you're going to put your dues in. My job is to put you in the game and get him within 30 yards of you, and I'll do that. And if not, I'll I'll take the hit. But you're not going to give me an hour or two a day. You're going to put your time in. So yeah. they they really both guys and and both the the nicest guys in the world. And I don't know if I get so lucky or if I put the hammer down right off the bat. But I just let them know, you know, and and you know, it's it we're here to hunt, and it's it's. I know I do it when I'm out on my own and when I'm taking others, I'm serious about it. I'm safe about it. I'm disciplined. I'm, you know, I, I, there's no, somebody wants to crack a beer. Great. That's about it. We're, you know, we're not here for anything else, but we're focused and, and, uh, they, they put their time in and, and, but it is, you guys know it's. Yeah. No, no. What I was saying is if you are batting a thousand, then you're just not trying hard enough because you, you, you need to add one more thing onto your plate. You need to continue to push yourself and push yourself and push yourself until there's a goal you don't get accomplished. Yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Which makes it burn that much more on the off season. There you go. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Well, how about your, your grand slammers? How did, how'd you turn out in the other States? Perfect. Awesome. which again, I don't, you know, that's, they get the honey holes that, you know, I've got a couple in Florida, of course, cause they're with me and, and they pay a premium and, and they, you know, my norm is somebody 55 to 65 that most of them, if they've killed a Turkey, it's maybe one or two and they've done some research and they said, you know what I need, I want to do a grand slam. And they looked around and they said, call and they said, Jeff. And I said, all right, let's do this. 
you know, I only do enough that I could handle easily and they, it's, it works out perfect. And, and, uh, again, you know, like that weather, the worst weather I've seen out there in one three day period, my family was in the middle of it. And I, you know, I hate to say it to them out loud. I'm glad it was you guys and not my, you know, jet in and jet out guys. Cause that's a lot more pressure. I mean, we have pressure if we go off ourselves, let alone anybody else. And when I had the family, there was enough there. But when I ha- when I have my my folks there, the 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 jet in and out guys and, and Grand Slam, it, that's just that's enough. I don't need to pile on it. But uh, no, those guys, it was awesome. I had some great people. Um, I had more misses this year than I've had cumulative in my turkey hunting life it was so i don't know what with... was <laughs> oh there's a jab yeah. no 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 did you have a couple cameron uh you could say that oh boy so what no uh no red dot no what you got going buddy well after my sixth miss in two weeks i did decide to add so i'm actually red green colorblind and so red dot doesn't work for me, but I got an amber dot that I can see. It's kind of Tennessee orange color. Wow. So I did get that added. I had my buddy or a friend of the show, Scott McDonald. He kind of builds shotguns for people. And so I, after the sixth miss, all I sent him was a text that said, build me a gun. And he said, oh, no, what happened? And I said, irrelevant. I just need a gun and I need it fast. And so he had me one ready in about 10 days with the red dot, the whole nine yards. Stop missing. So that worked. And he knew about the color issue? Yes, because I told him I'm colorblind to red and green. So I tried a red dot at one point and when it's not very uh, like very light outside, you know, early morning, late evening, I can see the dot glowing, you know, but when it was light out, you know, midday, once the sun gets up good, it was very hard for me to, like, pick it out. It just doesn't stand out to me like it should. Right. Which is a problem if the turkey, you know, isn't just standing there for 10 minutes slowly pecking around, which is seldom the case. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and I know Cameron would, would tell you this and doesn't mind me saying it because he is not the only one in the history of shooting sports to have this happen to or really any sport for that matter but i think cameron got in cameron's head after yes probably missed number two yeah and yeah the i missed back-to-back mornings in a very difficult to get state that i needed and will be returning to now and that that was when it really <laughs> got in my head <laughs> oh nothing like the pressure you know you see mufasa or whatever it is and you want it the most you've ever wanted anything and boy people wonder how those giants live what in whatever species there is and that's why we get in our heads you know oh yeah yeah Yeah, i you know i don't know where you are in this but i think one thing i can beat you in buds as far as the turkey accomplishment is i think i will be the first to accomplish the whiffing 49 which is the same as the super slam it's just where you miss one in every state while actually trying to kill it Oh my gosh! There you go. There's a, there's a new hashtag. <laughs> and I'm well on my way. I promise you that. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, that hurts. Well, you're. We all know. 
uh, and that's why my kindergarten teacher still remembers me. Literally, he remembers the you remember the the best and the worst. And I won't tell you why I, she remembers me, which one I was. But uh, you know, you remember. You don't remember those whatever generic. And I don't want to pick on any state, so I won't even say it. Oh. An easy one that you go in and it's like just it just you don't have to work for it. Not that it's a yard bird, but it's just it just done everything done and you think of people ask you what was the hardest state or the easiest the absolute hardest you remember that one more new jersey is the only one that I, I my only state i went back to the third time the first two times it was a, a second or third state that i was hunting on a leg my third time i went to new jersey and said i'm not leaving this state until i kill a turkey i don't care if it's in walmart but <laughs> yeah. i'm not leaving and of course it happens the first morning i think what the why couldn't this happen two years ago? You know, <laughs> but you'll remember those. There's no doubt. And and I don't know anybody that would say you, you say, hey, did you ever go back? Or you don't even ask that question. You know, or like when I call my wife, I call her in the morning. I go, honey. She goes, how big is he? Because she just that's the question asked when I call. Why would I be calling in whatever time at six o'clock in the morning? Well, you, you don't even ask. Did you ever have to go back? You just say, hey, how many states did you have to go back to twice or three times or four times? And especially like a guy like Andy that travels in a group of four that I go, oh, you're killing me, Smalls. You're yeah. not going to, you know, you just can't do that. You got to be selfish. It's okay. You know, so anyway, you, of the you, challenge. Uh, you'll remember those, Cameron. You'll remember them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no doubt. I'll, I'll remember vividly one in particular that was a. Uh, all day hunt and he finally struck it out again about three o'clock in the afternoon and went silent for two hours i sat there and then after the mosquito on my knee had grown to about two pounds i finally decided <laughs> i had to swat him off and i looked in front of me and nothing was there looked down moved my right hand from the gun and just moved that mosquito off and looked up and he was running off at 30 yards i was like how oh he just appeared God. you know like an aberration but yeah, you're right. That is true. I mean, part of it's making memories, and even those bad times make for make for a heck of a memory. So it it will feel good when the trigger's pulled and actually connects with a turkey's head in that state. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's it. And yet the 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 joy and everything, however, whatever words describe when when that happens, it just, and then as quickly as that peaks, you just go, okay. I got work to do because we got to go to the next one and you just don't even get to, and, and I was the same and I walked in those shoes and, and you just as quickly as you can enjoy, you can't because even if it's, it, if it's, there's always something right there. I got to help my buddy. I got to get to the plane. I got to get to the next state. I got yeah. to get home. I got to boom, boom, boom. And then at some point, you know, and, and it, what is it? 14, so, you know, I finished quite a while ago, but I still look back and smile and just think of, wow, look at that. and Oh, look at that. And, you know, you'll just, there'll be all the time in the world to enjoy it all because those moments when you should be able to, we're not, we're pressed. We got to go. We, it's the next, the next, more, more. And it's, it's just the schedule. It's not because we're pigs and we have to get more. It's just that that's what it takes. If you're going to succeed in any time frame that instead of, you know, Cameron, you're younger than both us old codgers and myself at the top. But 
you know, unless you're going to finish when you're 90, you know, I mean, heck, three or four, three states a year, there's 21 years, well, 20 years, because you probably finished in 18 years because you had a couple before you started, but that's a long time for an average middle-aged guy that decides to get a super slam. Yeah. 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 Tell me, tell me what it was like for you when you fit, did you kind of, after the fact, you just kind of look, you know, uh, I know there's joy and sadness in taking a turkey. We all experience that. But yep. in knowing that it was over and that's what you've been working on for years to achieve that goal, what what were the thoughts that went through your mind at that point? Well, I had already known that I wanted to take a bird with every weapon known to man. So the next year... I literally traveled with a 410. And remember, I mean, nowadays when you say this stuff, nobody even bats an eye. But when I, you know, in 99, I I was working with Keith and Brooks on Double Bull on shooting through mesh to see the trajectory of an arrow, what it would do. And now you even say a Double Bull, you even say a box blind, people don't even bat an eye. But talk to the pioneers, people that, you know, so the net, when I started and I, in 14, so in 15, when I said, okay, I'm going to work on my birds for every, every state or every weapon, um, I had all these different stuff. I had already done a bow and the 12 gauge and the 20 gauge. And, but then I started working on all this other stuff and halfway through that season of 15, I said, no, done. Uh, no, I, I take that back. I went through 15. I did. I had a 410, a 28, and a 10 gauge I traveled with, and I finished through 15, and I got slams with those weapons. And then in 16, I had a crossbow, and I don't even know what. Uh, and I said, I went to load something up, and I just, it clicked. And I said, no, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I don't need more pressure, stress whatever, however you want to define it. And you guys know whatever it is when you're trying to accomplish it. I don't care what it is, whether it's turkeys or life or whatever, you know, we all, if you're driven at all, are self-motivated, self-policing, self, you know, we, we, that's part of it. And I just said, nope, no more. And I still, you know, I've slowly, I finished, I waited for my, my hundredth grand slam because I, you can only get, of course, two Osceolas in the spring and two Osceolas in the fall. Um, you can shoot a, a bird with a rifle in Florida. So the spring I finished with my 100th Grand Slam, uh, that my first bird was 100th. My second bird, people said, oh, what, what are you going to do after that? Well, I did a slam in 45 hours with my second one. And then that fall, I went up to northern Florida, right on the Georgia border, which I have property up there. And I shot a bird, an Eastern, a Tom with my, with a rifle. And that finished my grand slam with a rifle. And since then I haven't checked off any more weapons and I will slowly, but you know, like I said earlier, I want to do a musket. I want to do, you know, I've done a muzzleloader. I'd like to do a pistol. You know, there's certain things that, that is on the to-do list, but honestly, left-handed, I want to do a slam left-handed because there's been so many that you just, I'm in no rush anymore, you know? And, and I don't know, that's part of it as far as slowing down. And, you know, I'm not that the old timer on the porch yet that says, I don't need to need to take a bird anymore. I'm way away from that. 
well, you know, I've got a five-year-old that, that, uh, just got a red rider for his birthday last week. And he, uh, he's on it like white on rice and actually doing pretty good. Um, I've got a pellet gun. I've already mounted a red dot with that. I'm going to migrate him into. And, you know, if it happens next spring, it happens. I, uh, I'm not going to be one of these dads that have to say to anybody, Oh my, whatever year old got this. I don't care. But, you know, for father's day, we just went out yesterday to a old lease. I have, I'm still good friends with the owners and we went axis hunting and he was right there with me the entire time and pointing them out and daddy, there's blood, daddy, there's a deer, daddy. Oh, let me help with the knife. And, you know, so when I say he's entrenched, oh my gosh, he is <laughs> as entrenched in wildlife as a, a little boy or little kid could be. Cause I've got two bonus daughters, 18 and 14. And I'm telling you what, I'd put them right, right next to anybody as far as in the woods is capable to, to, and proficient. So Anyway, that's sort of what gets 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 me jacked up, you know. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that Red Rider's a good starter. I, I terrorized the local songbird population pretty heavily with the Red Rider. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Funny? Isn't it funny? And you thought you were the cat's meow, and you had that, and you're gonna you can save the neighborhood. I mean, my family. Somebody's mess. I I got my Red Rider. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I shot it. His I I aimed up towards the tree. It was real you know, big live oak, big dark green. And I could see that copper with the sun and I shot it and it was, you know, 50, 60 yards and it just rainbowed over towards it, the 50, 60 yards. And I just laugh and thinking the same thoughts, Cameron, that, that when you have that, when you're starting out, you thought, Oh my gosh, what I could do with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then you, then you go to the pump BB gun. You think you can pump it, you know, 80 times to give it maximum power. Yeah. You know, you just graduating up, and I, I think every little boy should get a Red Rider, probably every little girl, too, these days, and, and yeah. go terrorize some songbirds. That's good for the soul. Yeah, yeah, and then you move into your buddies, and you say, okay, two-pump minimum, and then until you get hit, and somebody only has the cheesy one, and then somebody has the crossman, and then <laughs> somebody gets, the guy with the crossman gets hit, and you hear, Did you, and you go, wait, <laughs> that's more than two, and you just start running, because you know it's on. <laughs> <laughs> do not laugh. try that at you home know, yeah do not try that at home oh my god you're gonna uh, shoot not your eye you're gonna shoot his eye out that's oh good stuff gosh so oh, your yeah. fall season will start next month i literally am going thursday to check feeders in the southern zone i'm gonna do a loop and check feeders and cameras um i've been i've never it, it's crazy last year was the first time I was sold out before I left for elk. And this year, before turkey season, I already had people calling in for net for 2024. And I said, don't bother me until July, mid-July. And, and when I get back, I don't even want to say from Turkey in, in uh, the end of May. I said, I need a month and I won't even say a word with the letter T. And if you say anything to me about even say that word, Oh, I'll punch you in the throat or I'll hang up on you. I said, give me a month just to decompress and be away from it. And I'm telling you, I literally, I already told Jenny, I, you know, I'm caught up, caught up pretty much on all honeydews and all the stuff that we do when we get back. But I'm going to sit down on the computer and the hardest thing I do is copy and paste and start off my Excel spreadsheet. And I've got eight tabs across the bottom with all my information and all my stuff. and and clients, 
owners, guides, hotels, you name it, feeders, blinds, everything you could imagine. And once I start the first couple people, then it sort of plays out and and falls in nicely. But uh, I'm going to start. And honestly, if everybody does send their deposit in like there's like they say they will, but you know, when the rubber meets the road, there's a lot of people that drop away. And that's why I demand uh, a, a nice deposit, because it's funny how the ones that pay up are the ones that show up. And the ones that don't with all the excuse, oh, I'll pay you cash. Oh, I promise I'm coming. They're the ones. And I've, we've all learned different lessons. And that's one I've learned. And I don't let anybody ride for free until they and, and, and count and hold off dates or birds because there something always comes up. And I don't care what kind of a good excuse it is. It always comes up. But mm-hmm. if they all pay, um, I will. My goal is, you know, I started in July last year. And I'm going to hit it hard next week and start sending out agreements and, and contacting all these folks. But if everybody says, yes, I'll be sold out with slams and Osceola's by the 1st of August. I mean, it's crazy how much interest and how many people are doing it, you know, and and luckily, you know, I do honestly, I do more work conversations, I say, with helping people with super slam states on connections. I don't make a penny off of it. I'm just, Oh, here, call this person. Oh, here's a guide. Oh, here, this is what I know about that. Da da da. And I mean, it's just, it's, I, I, I tell myself or talk to my wife as we all do and say, man, if I just said, Nope, not talking to you about that call, Google it, you know, but I just can't because I, it's just so fun to be a part of it. But those, everybody else, it's a quick conversation. Okay, here, here's your dates here. Send your money done they're done. They show up and, and it's done. But, you know, I do a, I have a strong presence. I've got seven States out West. I do, uh, um, I had a couple guys do it this year and, and I do North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, and Kansas. And when I say we knock them out, I mean, I took one guy, I had an opening last year and, and he shot four toms in Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, and Colorado in 13 hours. And it was, I mean, I've got some great, I only do a few birds off of each property and we keep it that way just to be really efficient and, and, uh, successful and in and out and golly, it's, it's fun doing those and everything else. I just sort of, you know, those troubled States and, uh, it, uh, boy, I got off the phone with Nevada, uh, guy there yesterday, day before yesterday and they're flooding and it's brutal. It's bad. It's really bad. Nevada went from you know, definitely the hardest to like off the charts, unattainable hard. Um, they have to stop raining and start drying out and pray that it didn't kill every, every bird in the state. I mean, yeah. it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. So, there yeah. seem to be quite a few states that are struggling population wise out West. You know, the, I think the drought just took a huge toll on the birds and then you know so they're already weak their conditions already weak and then next thing you know here comes a winter with 21 feet of snow from one storm and i mean good gosh it's like you know they need the water in the area but they don't need that much (laughs) they don't need that much for sure so yeah it's it's tough man i mean there's you know i guess we lamented for years East of the Mississippi and especially in the southeast about having poor hatches and, 
you know, we're, we're by no means over the hump when it comes to the population, not even close, but yeah. Yeah. And, and I, that's I part of, for a lot of there you go. West. There's another, there's another variable in this, this uh, gauntlet of variables that we run through as far as the travels and every, these states are changing, you know, Nebraska, there were guys that showed up at Walmart to buy their license at three o'clock in the morning to go out and hunt, hunt and they in in uh, may and they said nope sorry that everything was sold out in february yeah. the licenses went on sale in january 9th two licenses that went from over-the-counter unlimited to sold out with ten thousand permits and they sold out done i've got an email into the biologist to find out the success rate how everything went da 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 but you know kansas they're uh they're they changed their their laws i mean these states are moving and they're changing they're adapting and yeah. and i hope they adapt and when it comes back hopefully if when that they adapt again and they you know i hate you know control when they take it from you you always hear and think man if they get it from you they're never going to get it back and i just hope that they're good enough to realize that when it does then then we can get back to hopefully what it the good days you know yeah yeah I would agree with that. Yeah, you're right. It is interesting seeing those Western states move. I mean, what are you seeing? Because you're obviously plugged in with all the subspecies. I mean, in my estimation, it's just like Andy said, I think the Easterns had a have a pretty good bounce going the past two years, whereas the Western states, maybe not so much. But what do you think population wise? What are things looking like recently to you? I agree. I agree with that a thousand percent. I think I think the Easterns, Whatever variable, and I'm not going to go on this old Chamberlain kick and go all the way down that rabbit hole and, and bash or do anything. But I think the Western states are now feeling the crunch from what the East Southeastern states did. I I know my Nebraska properties and my South Dakota properties. There was a a stint of six days with negative 40 degrees and 30 inches of snow on the ground that wiped when i say wiped the birds out i drove 11 miles two trips one was a six mile and one was a five mile 11 miles that i logged on my app just i was once i got out there and started thinking and looking and going what's going on and you know because my rancher out there is just like all of them and hey how the turkeys oh there are turkeys everywhere and you just assume that everything's great well, yeah, you see some down by the feedlot where the cows are, and then you show up and you're like, wait, because I've hunted there for 27 years now. And I say, hey, wait, how many toms have you been seeing? Toms, now which one's that? And I go, come on, the one with the beard, and then he fans up, and oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, I just see turkeys. But I drove 11 miles and did not see one turkey. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I, as a hunter, I that... I'm more of an, we hunters are more of an optimist than anybody else I know. Um, Because if it didn't happen right now, it's going to happen on our next hunt. It's going to happen in the morning. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen the next time I go, whatever. You just got to, I think, and the good ones I hang out with think that, you know, that's just how you got to believe. So I don't know if it's better to say the population got wiped out by disease or the population got wiped out by weather. But I think that it's much better with weather because I know what those birds, the habitat, I know 
this, that everything in the entire equation was incredible. It just happened to all line up wrong. That, you know, everybody says global warming. Well, guess what? Six days of negative 40 with 30 inches of snow on the ground. That's tough for anybody, let alone a seven to nine pound hen that hasn't eaten for, you know, that long. And so I think they're going to knock back. So Cameron, they've, they've, there's, when you used to see, I mean, hundreds of birds there, there last year, there was still a lot of birds, but it is far less than what it was. And I don't mean 10 years ago. I mean, five years ago. I mean, my Kansas spot, I mean, and we just took, kept inviting people. The one lease I have, he just has a bunch of friends and just kept inviting. And between the two of us in all the properties we had in Northwest Kansas, I think we took 26 birds and this year was seven, you know, and that's five, six years difference, you know, and that's, that's, and, and it was, you know, there were birds around, but I wouldn't have wanted to try to do any more than seven or maybe a couple more than that. You know, I mean, if you only have that many people, that's one thing, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have my own thoughts on how to rectify, but old Chamberlain wouldn't want to hear it. I know that, that joker, but anyway. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, as much as we want to, I guess, do what we can to help the birds out, you know, especially east of the Mississippi with trapping. And I'm not saying they don't do trapping west of the Mississippi because I know 1000% that they do. But, you know, a lot of us turkey hunters east of the Mississippi have gotten serious into trapping. And, you know, we're we're doing what we can habitat management wise. But there's just some things beyond our control that no matter how good we make our property, that's what it takes. One winter where you get six days of minus 40 with 30 inches of snow on the ground, and that's not snow at that point. That is tundra, frozen tundra yeah, that yeah. no turkey's scratching through. Scratching oh, heck, there, a cow's not going to get through it. No, no. You just, yeah. you, you just cannot beat that, you know. So, I don't know. It's it's tough, man, you know, and and— those states that you mentioned, golly, that's a, they, they, and years ago, and it's just like you said, you don't have to go back 10 years, been five years, but if you do go back 10 years or 20 years, they were the Mecca. Yeah. They were absolutely the Mecca as far as numbers of birds. And now they're struggling and that, you know, that hurts. That hurts to see it. So, yep. It changes the frontier for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I don't want to end on that. Can we end no, give, give me something. <laughs> Cheer me up. <laughs> Gee, they're all God. dead. See you guys Debbie, later. Debbie Downer. So uh, speaking of something cheery, things are looking up east of the Mississippi. So what I know you've got tons of cameras out. You're still scouting and looking around. You were hunting access deer a few days ago, just like you said. How has the... How was the hatch in Florida, and how's poult recruitment been? Is it, would you say, average, above average, below average? What do you think? You know, I, I, it bums me out when I go out, and and honestly, I'm I'm going out in the morning and checking raccoon traps, 
that's part of what we do every week. And we, we start, we just keep going. We don't do anything during turkey season because we're busy doing everything else. But yeah. um, I see consistently, I'll see four, four or five hens, mama hens in late June all by themselves and not a poult. And I think, oh, it's going to be horrible this year. They, it wasn't a, there wasn't a hatch. And I've never read anything, seen anything to say that X percent of hens do not lay or do not have any poults that live past the, you know, X first month. Um, and I, I see that consistently and it bums me out. And then the next year I see Jake's running around everywhere. And I, I, it just, I look and go, Oh wow. I mean, we all say, you know, when we see that Tom and he's coming in and all of a sudden he just picks his head up and just runs and you go, what did I do? And then you look across the other side of the field and you see seven or nine Jake's running, beat him off. And he will. I mean, a four-year-old, inch-and-a-half spur, 20-some pound bird that's the king. And those jakes just run him off. And then as quick as you're bummed, you go, wow, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and you go back to the same spot. And there's no pressure for mine. And you go back and you go, it's going to be on. And you hear, you know, three or four toms. And you go, wow, that's normal. Anywhere else you'd go, that's awesome. But you were expecting to hear seven or nine toms and just have a show like none else. And they where they go and what they do and how they show up or how they disappear, I don't know. I know I'm really good at tracking them down when, when it's March 1st and it's time to get them. But, uh, you know, I, I see the mamas. I see, I see a mama with one baby. I see four or five with nothing. I see three because they'll start grouping back up i see three hens and then she they've got usually you'll never see three hens with say they'll never have 30 poults you'll see three hens with say 15 poults and you'll see 10 of them are pretty close to the same size and then the other five are half the size of this but they still grouped up they still have feathers on their wings they're ready to fly they're doing the deal but uh as far as the optimistic, oh, I have the answer and it's looking great. I don't have that. But the good news is, is every spring and, and I look for them because it's my lifeblood. I never see because it takes a lot. I mean, this ground, I mean, we start, you know, we're green year round. And it's, you know, out west when it's brown and you can see anything you really want it to if you really look. Yeah. Um, but here when they want to, and that's what they do. They want to be away from away. And I don't have the feeder presence in the, in the summer as I do. I mean, I've got hogs that I keep track of. I've got the feeders in the southern zone, um, but a lot of my central zone birds, you know, the, the corn, it's just a supplement. I mean, they just, they just do it because they can. Um, but uh, it's the, there's just as many birds and I don't want to jinx anything because I know those Easterns have taken a hit. I know the birds out West, the Rios and the Miriams have weather for the Miriams. And that's it. This year was the first year and they have been phenomenal besides this year with that weather and uh, one pocket, but the Rios, I know they did, they did take a hit and they shouldn't have. Um, but my Osceola's man, they've been strong and they've been unbelievable. I mean, you know, I, I take more than anybody else. And if there was a Terminator and they could come back in time and it was a turkey, I better watch out. But I, I'm I'm hopeful that that never happened. Um, but uh, 
I, I think the optimism is, you know, it's their job to survive, to make babies and to survive. And whatever is getting them, um, I think they'll figure it out. And, you know, the Easterns, as you said, they're, you know, they're, they're starting to, the, the Osceola's have not taken any, any real hit that I know of. Um, I, you know, I emailed the guy on today's Monday, I emailed him Thursday and I got an email and won't be back in the office till the 26th, but Florida just started that you had to call in a bird before you left the property. And I hope with that, there's not the guessing because that's all it's been for the last umpteen years. They, yeah. they, they sold this many tags and they assumed the percentage of success. This is how many birds we took. And that was it. That was the answer. Nobody ever questioned it. Well, they, this year was the first year. And I wish they did that for every single state. You know, yes. I, I mean, there's certain things that, that it's just insane that they don't do. That could be that every one of us as hunters, conservationists, outdoorsmen would gladly do to do our part of trying to help out with this big question. Um, and because the data, uh, you don't know if you don't track for every one of them. And, uh, I'm waiting for him to get back and, and get in the office and hopefully they'll, they'll, uh, assemble some kind of data and, and, you know, get, start to get some real answers. Will it, answer anything this year? No, but in a few years, that'll start to go. And yes, some as quick as you say that, oh, well, I know somebody didn't call in and they said they're never going to call in. Well, yeah. And I know people and I want to turn them in myself and they're disgusting and I want to be around them. I don't hunt with them. I don't, you know, oh, I shot this many birds. Oh, I piled up the toolbox of birds here and there and all, you know, it's just, people are going to do whatever they're going to do. And I don't, and I don't have any part of it and I don't want to, have any part of it. Um, but that's a small fraction of what goes on there. So, so those numbers and, and, you know, I hope to get some of that, uh, in the meantime, you know, you just keep plugging along and doing, I do the small little bit and hopefully save many more than, uh, I, uh, I take. Um, and you know, the answer, everybody says, Oh, you got that many birds. There's none left. I go, well, I only, I only take half of the toms, not jakes, gobblers, half of the toms that I know are in any given area. And if it's five, I take two. If it's seven, I take three. I always take less or half of what I know that is in the area. And, and, you know, with that, I know that I'm leaving more than enough to carry on. And, yep. you know, this year, opening day, a lease that I've had and hunted hard, not hard, but I, this is where I take my own people, not somebody that I just turn loose and here's an app and go, whatever. We shot the biggest Osceola inch and three quarters, uh, of this year. And there's always the, the one. And I, and of course it's the guy that's never killed a Turkey before mm -hmm. that borrowed, borrowed a gun. You know, the story, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's in black and white. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I told him, Sal, you, I got good news and I got bad news. He's like, what's the bad news? The bad news is you'll never kill a bigger bird than this entire life. Yeah. In fact, you'll probably not even meet somebody that's, that will kill a bird. And it's hard for a guy that doesn't. And when you look at a, a guy with a, an antlered animal or, you know, most people know enough about fish. But when you look at a bird, I looked at it. I didn't have to pull a tape. I, I, I did quickly. 
because I wanted to know to the 16th what it was. But I, I looked at him and I said, good news or bad news? And he said, uh, bad news. I said, that's the biggest bird you ever kill in your life. And I said, and he said, good news. And I said, mm. the biggest bird you ever kill in your life. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, so that being said, um, I, I take half the birds and that property I have, I have members for that. I'm on, I'm going there tomorrow to, to, to mess, you know, go tuning and screwing around and armadillos and, and, uh, uh, inch and three quarters. And that'll tell you the sustainability, sustainability of, of going out and, and making sure there's always something left, you know, and, and, um, anyway, so it's good news. It really is. There's nothing but good news. And, and, uh, um, there's, there's plenty out there and, and, uh, new, new young people joining the crew. I mean, you guys were up there at NWTF and if any of your listeners haven't ever been there, oh my gosh, you're missing out. But to see the families, the moms, the kids, I mean, Hunter, carried around I, I i'm gonna have to carry a dolly next year because <laughs> he gets every single booth oh here kid there's a hat there's a uh lollipop there's a call yeah. i mean he's got a little duck call it it's out it looks like a uh, a duck bill you know and uh he blows that joker oh my gosh like hunter come on <laughs> but uh it's uh it's great to see all the new blood out there um it's you know it's it's a money deal you know you're gonna have to pay time and money and all that stuff to be a part of it but you know what name me nowadays something that you don't have to commit something to i mean it's just it's part of it you know very true very true yeah man all right that's a little better no. Nope. Yeah, that's a, I think that's that a was a positive. positive wrap up moment. So, yeah. <laughs> good job, Jeff. There you go. There you go. There way you to go. way to bring us back from the depths of gloom. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. So, riddle me this: if someone is brave enough, thinks they're man enough or woman enough to go on a Jeff Buds hunt. Because I haven't been, but I know some people who have, and they say Jeff Buds is the hardest hunter. He hunts harder than anybody I've ever been around in your life. But if you'll do what he says to do, and you'll go when he says to go, and you'll push when he says to push, you'll get a bird. So if there's anybody out there listening that fits that bill, that wants to hunt with Jeff Buds, how do they go about getting in touch with you to line something up? Well, they phone, email, tag, whatever. They just buzz out. My phone literally rings every day. And I talk to somebody about turkeys. And it's funny you say that, Andy, because my wife tells me this is a conversation when I say we've had, I mean, uh, she says, Jeff, you got to be easier on people. And I look at her and I go, <laughs> honey, honey, baby, baby, come on. If I would show up at the airport and open the door, because I tie my people, I had two with me in my my four door and we pile in there and I, I plan on, okay, if you're leaving it two out of, let's say Denver or Orlando and I'm picking, and I tell the other get, to get there at 10. So I tell the other that get there at 10, I say, you get up to, you, you, uh, go down to, uh, departures and I'm, or arrivals and my, my two that are getting there, they're going to walk in from arrivals, got four hours, three hours, they can go, they're going to go all the way up and they can figure it out. So here I pull up 
and the door opens and these two wide eyed bushy tail with their price tags on there, this and that. And they're like, Oh, Hey, Hey, yeah, I'm here. And, I, and the other two stagger out and there's a scar here or a bruise there, or they're dragging. <laughs> and they look at the other two and they go, just do what he says. Just do what he says. You'll get him. Yeah. And they stagger off and we, and then we do the hugs and kisses on the front side and the back side and all and they get in. So my wife will say, you're on people. You got him. You're on people. And I said, Jenny, if I took somebody to the airport and they got out of that car, with a price tag still on their jacket or their vest or whatever it is, and they were all combed and prim and property and deodorant and aftershave and all this and, and not a bag under their eye. I said, honestly, they'd look at me and I'd say, hey, thanks again. That was a great time. And they'd say, you know what? I want a refund. And I'd say, what? And they'd say, this is not what I was expecting. And this is not what I paid for. I paid to put this, get the screws put to. I paid to for the sleep deprivation and the, and the whatever, you know, don't move. I said, don't move a muscle. And those looks, and you, you guys will chuckle because every single person that you've been with, well, I know your dedication. And I, I would probably venture to say there's not too many that have been in the woods with you guys as, as, as when you get to a certain level that take it so seriously. That is, it is so important to us because at the end of it, we are the ones that are either congratulated or blamed. And if it's going to get to that, then we're going to do every single thing that I say that, that I know is, is the winning recipe. So you know, uh, Bill Heavey was a writer for Field and Stream years ago that called and said, well, I've never killed a turkey, and I got this assignment to go on a hunt with Jeff Buds. And we went in and we flew into South Dakota, and we did South Dakota, Kansas, and Nebraska. We did a four-day, three-state, I, I want to say five toms, but he had a little Cameronism in him. And uh, <clears throat> it took a couple days to get out of South Dakota. And thank God my then fiance was with me because if it would the old Jeff, so we've been married six years. So that was seven years ago. And had she not been with me, the uptight uh, ball buster uh, Jeff Buds might have had a couple uh, choice words. Instead of, I looked at her and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll find another bird. <laughs> and he looked and said, oh, Jeff, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, oh, let's go. I mean, I'm talking sneak up over the hill and see two toms, have two tags in your pocket, see two toms fighting at 18 yards away up the hill at a 45, and he shoots the dirt in front of us halfway between the birds. I've never had to shoot, to have two tags and to, with one shot, kill, I've killed two birds and you guys I'm sure have as well, but not fighting like that, like it's, it's. I can still picture that like it was today. So anyway, all this and, and mm. you know, and, and I drive hard and push hard to drive from moon and then the stars. Um, but at the end of it, it's, it's, uh, and whether it's the one state or the four states, we, uh, we have fun. And they, at the end of it, they go, holy cow. Uh, that was, that was something that was, uh, uh, uh memorable memorable chance opportunity experience uh, all of it you know and and my osceola folks i don't spend time with anybody i i uh do the grand slam uh tell everybody um that that's who 
I'm going to be with and spend time with. And, but as quick as they get their birds, trust me, I, I push harder and know my properties better than all my other guys and all, all that. So I'll jump in. And I mean, well, the one, the best one day I picked up, got my one guy, grand slammer, took him back. Literally he got it flew it landed at five thirty in a jet and i said hey boys keep those warmed up because he'll be back quick took him hunted got him back and and he was back 45 minutes after sunrise it was unbelievable went to another county another ranch got that guy a bird went to a third county that day and and because i you know know where what my hunters are doing where they are guides, hunters, landowners, and I, and I just go to the problem situations. I always get the hardest situations. What's, what came first, the, the chicken or the egg, or I don't know, but wherever I've ever been, uh, and you guys in the travels, right when somebody says, oh, you're a super slammer. Well, you really know what you're doing here. I'm going to put you on my hardest bird. We've No one's ever been able to kill this one. And I go, oh, Okay. And I just smile and say, well, tell me what you know. Okay, let's go. And more times than not, that joker's in the back of the truck by the end of the hunt. And, and boy, it's, it's made, made me a, a, that much of a better hunter. I mean, I, what, how many, how many yard birds under grandma's feeder can you take and, and get good at or appreciate or be excited about, you know? Yeah, so, I appreciate and I get excited about all of them. But how many of those to make you better? Yeah, not many of them. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Many. And it pisses grandma off, too. It does. But man, <laughs> she is mad. <laughs> oh, oh, I did get back and I had 120 pounds of turkey to go through and I made jerky. And boy, that's my so I get back and I have, cause, you know, a lot of my guys that fly, I tell them right off the bat, hey, I'll take that meat if you don't want it. And and, you know, they have carry-ons because I take all the ammo and the guns. And, I mean, I, I might even have a couple of things in the truck and I travel with them for them. And, and uh, that's part of getting back and going through all that stuff. And, boy, it's it's good stuff. And, uh, you know, get it all dehydrated, seasoned, dehydrated, and vacuum-sealed and save those tenders. So when I eat nuggets, it's nothing but tenders. And, you know, I've got 20 pounds of tenderloins in there and, uh, boy, it's good stuff. Making me hungry. Yeah. yeah, I know. But all good stuff. All good stuff. It's uh, gr- it's it's great having the the so many people in the industry. So many good people. You know, you guys are top notch, and uh, you know all these folks. It's just nothing but smiles and hugs. And uh, golly, if uh, oh, if uh, those antis just knew what they were missing, boy, they they might switch it up. You know. <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that that's for sure yeah there's some some good folks in this in the turkey hunting world no doubt and and i certainly put you in those ranks and appreciate the kind words about cameron and and me as well so you've been a good friend and i appreciate you and one of these days i'll have to check myself and and you know i guess Take the buds test and hunt. Well, we can have a cam- we can have a cameo appearance, and, you know, but it's got to be something out west, and you know, we we get a little physical in it. We're not just going to go sit in the blind. We're going to have to, you know, put put the screws to it. So let's, bring your track shoes. Let's pick the biggest mountain, and I'll I'll y'all give me an hour and a half head start, and I will time you and Cameron just to see who gets up to the top first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do that. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, Goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for taking your time to talk with us. I've enjoyed this as always. 
Always enjoy it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, guys. My pleasure, guys. All right. Stay all right, in buddy. touch. Hey, give the, give the uh, all, the, all the girls a hug from me. Tell them I said hello and and give Mr. Hunter a high five. Tell him I look forward to seeing him in Nashville. I will. All right, guys. Take care. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye. I hope that those who did take notes had a pen full of ink yeah. and, and a, fast a hand. fresh <laughs> notepad and a fast hand for sure. Yeah, luckily you can rewind if needed. So yeah, and just you know. On top of being a great guy and a great turkey hunter, a great guest for the show because he lacks no words for wild turkeys. And, uh, you know, what can you say? He's one of us. We're one of him. So he's a great guest. We enjoy having him. And, you know, it just a passion that he just he exudes the passion for wild turkeys. And you can't be around him for more than a few minutes and not pick up on that and appreciate it. That's so. fact. He absolutely has got a energy about him that is unique in, in his pursuit of the wild turkey and, and to achieve goals he sets for himself, which I think is cool. Yeah. So appreciate Jeff joining us. Hope you all enjoyed that for a little summertime turkey talk. Heck and yeah. why don't you hit us up with a favor of the week again since they all didn't right. hear it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so the favor of the week this week are to leave us a five-star rating and a rave review on whatever podcast app you're listening to this show on. That's very much appreciated by us. You know, it, it will help to kind of key in people who are surfing for surfing and searching for new podcasts to listen to. And, you know, think about it when you guys ran across the podcast the turkey hunter podcast and you saw really good reviews for it really good ratings you probably didn't hesitate to at least donate a little bit of your time to listen to the show and so just to see if you liked it and hopefully you've stuck around all these years and listen to me mumble and listen to cameron share stories about whiffing on turkeys and so (laughs) did i say that out loud i didn't say that out loud did i Plenty, plenty so, of those. Yeah, that goes a long way to help us out. We greatly appreciate that. Now, part B of the favor of the week is if you are within a couple hour drive of West Tennessee, you're going to want to be at the inaugural Two Rivers TFT event. Yes, you it will. will. be sometime in August. So, Check them out on social media. Follow them on social media. Make every attempt that you can make to be there at the event. And if you don't have social media, send an email to tworiverstft at gmail.com, and I'll put you on the email list. There you go. And whatever the event is, bring your wallet fat with cash. And whatever kind of auctions they may have or raffles they may have or whatever kind of fundraising events they're going to be putting on participate in those for the wild turkey so yes sir that that is part two of that favor also i'm just going to throw this out there is not really part of the favor but in two weeks when we do next week's show i'm going to make mention of an event that the alabama state chapter of the nwtf is going to be hosting they're actually doing two events this year one in south alabama and one in Northeast Alabama, 
And if you guys are within a few hours drive of where that event's going to be held, you are not going to want to miss this. I attended the event last year. I played some of the audio from the speakers that they had at the event, and it was very educational, very entertaining being around a bunch of other turkey hunters. You know, what What more could you want? Just sitting around with some turkey hunters <laughs> for a day sharing stories and, you know, just it's just a good time. But the topics uh, that the speakers are going to be speaking of are primarily habitat related, habitat management. And if you guys have land that you manage, this is something you are going to want to attend. It gives you an opportunity to ask questions because whatever question you have about land management or habitat management for wild turkeys in regards to your specific piece of property, if it's in the southeast, I'm going to just about bet you there's about 50% of the people in that room who have the same situation that you've got. So yeah, there's going to be a, it's a great learning opportunity and it's a heck of a lot of fun. I'll talk about that more in two weeks. I'll share the dates with you, share the speakers, share the cost, all the other stuff. But we've given you two real good favors of the week for this week. If you guys will act on those, Cameron and I'd be very appreciative. Absolutely. Guess we will see you fellas in a couple of weeks. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again in two weeks. Goodbye. Sayonara. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.